And then I felt like, and I said, God, I wanted to, I want to get back to a place where it was just, it's just me and you, where I wanted to just be silent. And um, Minister Staten brought a word on Mother's Day where she spoke about, um, she spoke, she spoke about Mary and Joseph. But prior before you got getting to those scriptures, it begins to talk about Zechariah and Elizabeth, the birth of John the Baptist. And so, and when you read those scriptures, you will find out that Zechariah, what I just read, that he becomes mute because of his unbelief. And so because of his unbelief for Elizabeth's entire pregnancy, he is mute. He cannot speak. And so Zechariah entered into a season of silence. So once the challenge began, I began to open my book and I said, God, I thank you, Lord God, for hearing my prayers. And so the challenge began and I began to open my Bible and I began to read. And God took me back to the Israelites and Moses and when he delivered them from Egypt. And I began to read the word. And then I just was like, Lord, they complained. All they did was complain. They murmured. They needed food. They needed water. Moses was gone too long. So they created an idol. They just complained. I said, God, I just complained. And he said, that's you. He revealed to me that I was complaining. I had found myself complaining because I was entering some challenges. And so the Israelites, they were complaining because they were, they were challenged. They were hungry and then they were thirsty. And so they began to complain. And God revealed to me that that is the same thing that you were doing. And they began to blame God. And I was blaming God because God, you took my father away. When I had just entered into this marriage, you took my father away. Hallelujah. God, you said I blamed him. Hallelujah. And I became so angry. And I was responding based on my circumstances because I couldn't see what God was actually doing because the circumstances, they were just hurting too bad. Hallelujah. The circumstances, they were hurting too bad. And see, the Israelites, they murmured, which caused them to miss out on entering into the promised land. And I said, God, I don't want that for me now. So I'm God, I'm glad that in this space that you're revealing to me, my, my heart and that I'm complaining and that I'm blaming you for things that are happening because all, because in the end goal was for them to get in the promised land. But because of the complaining, it was higher because of their complaint. It was louder than them being able to see what God was doing. Amen. Hallelujah. And so in this moment, God was also saying that he had, cause God had a plan for them. And God said, I had, I have a plan for you. And he had a plan for, he has a plan for me. And he has a plan for you all. And he revealed to me that I would not be able to fully experience him if I, if my heart was hardened. And see, the complaining will eventually lead to a hardened heart. It will eventually lead to a hardened heart. You would, because when you blame him, you're complaining, it will eventually, because you don't see the good that is happening. And so I want to take the moment in my testimony, and I want to take the moment because on last week, Pastor T prompted my spirit, and she said, you know, we, we stand before God, and you know, we stand up and, and just giving, and just repenting. And so I want to stand up in front of my church family, and I, in front of God, and I just want to ask for forgiveness. Father God, I want to ask for forgiveness because 
of me complaining because my circumstances didn't look like what I thought it should look like. I doubted for each and every time I doubted him, for each and every time I complained, for each and every time I said, Lord, where are you? Hallelujah, Lord God, but his word, Lord God. So in this silence, hallelujah, in this period, Lord God, of unplugging, from the world and plugging into God, he has shown me that he's always been there. Hallelujah. He's always been there. Hallelujah. And I want to take the time out to ask my husband for forgiveness. Hallelujah. Because with, because in this season, Lord God, he showed me that my pride was standing in the way. Hallelujah. Was standing in the way of what God was trying to do in my marriage. And so I wanted to, I wanted to stand before and apologize to my husband for the way that, you know, I have responded for the way that I have communicated when it was not of God because of the complaining, because of the murmuring I was not able to see what God was trying to do very in our house and so Father God I thank you, hallelujah Lord I praise you Lord God for this this moment hallelujah, so we're going to go into the word, amen but I had to go first and foremost hallelujah I had to, I have to ask God for forgiveness First and foremost, before I feel like I can go any further. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. Solomon tells us there's a time for everything. And a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn. And a time to dance, a time to be silent, and a time to talk. Because of Zachariah's response of unbelief, the angel Gabriel, um, of of I'm sorry, because of Zachariah's response of unbelief to the angel Gabriel, he was left not being able to speak until the proper time. Zachariah's response looked at his circumstances first. And what God could do last. So because I'm old, God won't bless me. Because I've been divorced, marriage won't happen to me again. Because I'm too broken, God can't use me. Because I have a disability, I can't be a leader. Because I'm too young, God won't call me. We think our circumstances are too big for God. Or if he has not answered our prayers to move on our behalf, he is not working. The lack of faith And trust in God allows for disappointment and discontentment to seep into our lives. And we begin to limit God's ability, which causes us to act on situation ourselves. Hallelujah. Maybe we dig a little deeper. We can probably see that Zachariah's lack of belief could have came from the thought that God was silent. So between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there was 400 years of silence. Zechariah was living in an age where there had not been a definitive prophecy from God for over 400 years. So just like Zechariah, there was a season of silence between the Old and the New Testament. But because we know who God is, God was working. Hallelujah. He was working. He was making a way for the Savior to walk the earth, Lord, to save us, to give us exactly what we stand in need of. Hallelujah. Zechariah and Elizabeth had been praying for this child for a long time. So because of Zechariah, the reason for Zechariah's response was because the angel came to him and said that you're going to give birth to 
a son. But because of their age or their they allowed their age or their circumstances to define what God could do, he, he became mute. So Zachariah and Elizabeth had been praying for this child for a long time. Scripture tells us that they were stricken in years, basically what everyone would call old. In those times to be a woman and not bear a child would be a disgrace among her people. Children were a blessing to not have a child. You were looked at as a curse. Zechariah and Elizabeth were both faithful people, yet they were suffering. And I know many of us feel that very way. Lord, I, I felt that very way. Lord, I'm faithful to you. Lord God, but I'm suffering, Lord God, and it don't feel good. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah, Lord. And so many, and, and they had, and that they had been faithful, and we feel like God for, has forgotten about us. We feel like God has forgotten about us, and so, and that's when we begin to do the complaining and the murmuring and the blaming and all of that. But just to know when you read Zechariah, when you read those scriptures, God is at work the entire time. The entire higher time he is at work hallelujah the word tells us that our suffering produces endurance that means that we should be able to pray a little while longer that means we should be able to trust a little while longer we should be able to stand firm a little while longer we should endure a little while longer because endurance produces character hallelujah and character produces hope see it's the hope that's on the inside of us that provides an answer to our situation. And the hope does not put us to shame, but better yet gives us the confidence to stand up against those very things that try to feel, steal our joy, yeah. our peace, yeah. our happiness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The suffering doesn't define. The suffering is actually supposed to draw you nearer to, to God. Hallelujah. Just because you're suffering, that doesn't mean that God forgotten about you. Hallelujah. The world tells us. Hallelujah. The world, because Elizabeth, she felt she was shamed because she was in her old years and she was old and she did not have a child. So to have a child, it, 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 in those days, you have a right. Hallelujah. You have someone that will take care of you. You have a legacy. And so because they didn't have a child, they felt like they were, they were, they were nothing. And the world tells us that we have to be married by 30. The world tells us we got to have a house by this age, children before this age, hair has to look like this. We got to drive this car. We need these degrees to be valued. And I see nothing wrong with those things, but the world, when they're supposed to dictate when I'm supposed to have them, I don't even want them. Yeah, amen. Hallelujah. I don't identify amen. with those things because my identity comes from the Lord. Amen. So because Elizabeth and Zechariah, they begin to identify with not having a child. So when God was trying to bless them with the very thing, Zechariah was not able to see. And so our identity, we just sung the song that our identity, he keeps his promises. Yes. Hallelujah. He keeps his promises. I am who you say I am, not what the world says, not because I don't have this. And then I, if I don't have this, then I'm not this. I am who God says that I am. Yes. Hallelujah. We don't have these things. The world will make it seem like we failed. We have to stop allowing the world to dictate what God can do. He is bigger. He is greater. He is more powerful than any man. Hallelujah. And again, I go to say that God's sovereign hand was at work the entire time. When you have a moment, if you go back and you read those scriptures, 
God put Zacharias in the temple at the very, at the proper time. At the proper time so he can hear from the angel of the Lord. At the proper time. Hallelujah. And you see that God was guiding the events of history to prepare the way for Jesus to come. So I want to encourage you that God knows exactly what he is doing. Don't allow your circumstances to have you respond with a lack of faith. God says that it's not about age, it's about his perfect timing. Anything received prematurely will die because it gives, because if he gives it to us before it is time, we will misuse it, abuse it, waste it. And I don't want anything that God has, I don't want anything from God until it's time. And I just think back and I shared this during Bible study. Um, I had applied for a position, a sister principal position, you know. It wasn't my timing, and and that is okay. And I was encouraging another one of my co um one of my friends. She actually applied for a position as well, and she didn't she didn't receive a call back, and so she was discouraged. And so she allowed again the circumstances to dictate dictate uh, how she felt because just because she didn't receive a call back, she felt like she wasn't good enough. Amen. And then she said, "Well, they could have just put us somewhere," and I said, "Mm mm." I want that. I don't want to just be put anywhere. Hallelujah. I don't want to just be put. I don't want to just you God put if, if I'm going because God placed me there. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because and when we because we can put ourselves in situations yeah. that God don't even want us to be in. Yeah. And then we have experienced things that God doesn't even want us to experience. Yeah. So if he tells me to go, I'm going. But if he tells me to stay put, I'm staying put. Yeah. Hallelujah. So Zechariah is now silent because of his response. Many would look at this as a punishment, but I see a gift. Zechariah has entered into a season of silence where the only thing he can do is watch. You can't respond. You can't talk. The only thing that you can do is watch. I ask the question, why did the angel choose to silence Zechariah? He could have become deaf, taken away his eyesight, crippled his legs. Why did God, why did the angel choose to silence him? Proverbs 18, 21 says the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Speech is a form of power, and removing speech from Zechariah emphasizes God's power to bring them a child. Our mouth will be the very thing that keeps us from receiving God's promises. We talk ourselves out of what God is doing in our lives. Simply stated, we talk to him. Hallelujah. Sometimes our words like, like Zechariah can manifest our own limits. So God wanted Zechariah to just be silent. So he wanted to open Zechariah's eyes so Zechariah could see what was going on all around him. Sometimes when we talk, we're not paying attention. We just run in our mouths. And sometimes we just talking. We and sometimes it don't even make sense some of the things that we're saying. Hallelujah. And so as Zechariah left the temple, it was custom when the priest leaves the holy place, he was to bless the people through speech. And as he entered the court, probably for the first time, because he was not able to speak, he paid attention to the things that he very much overlooked. Hallelujah. And when this time of service was completed, he went home. I can imagine the journey home, watching and observing. I can imagine Zechariah on his way home. 
and he can't speak and he can't do all he can do is just watch all he can do is observe he notices the birds he notices the beasts he noticed the little children playing things that he probably wouldn't have noticed if he was able to speak hallelujah and so this was the beginning of Zachariah seeing the world through God's eyes the scripture tells us that Elizabeth becomes pregnant and for five months she remains in seclusion and while he is at home Zachariah has time to watch Elizabeth to really see her maybe for the first time hallelujah and maybe if we took some time to step back from our job, from our busy day, from our careers, from whatever distracting us, and that is standing in the way of us being able to see, maybe we can really see our husbands for the first time. Maybe we can really see our wives for the first time. Maybe we really can see our children for the first time. Maybe we can really see what God is trying to do and why you're, and why you're over here and not over there. Hallelujah. And why you're at that job and not at this job. Hallelujah. But we're complaining. Hallelujah. God does not want me to forget about the fact that our voices sometimes are so loud over his voice that we don't even see what he is trying to do. Hallelujah. He sees how early she gets up in the morning and how hard she works on into the night. He sees that she's a leader in, in the community, in the community, that the woman who lives nearby comes to her for help and advice. The woman well along in her years. Not only that, but he sees the un he sees the answer prayer that is growing in her belly. Hallelujah. So in this time of seclusion, hallelujah, that you cannot talk, that all you have to do is just observe. And so you see the baby from one month, hallelujah, the belly from two months, and then from three months, and then four months, and then five months. Hallelujah. I know that has to do something, that had to do something on the inside. Of Zechariah. I know, Lord, that his heart posture had to begin to change because he sees the Lord, the Lord at work. He sees his mighty hand at work and what is and what he is preparing for us. Hallelujah. And I can assume that for those five months of seclusion, his eyes began to change to see the promise that God was trying to fulfill all along. That his son would make way for our Savior. The Messiah, the one that the prophets have prophesied about, the ultimate sacrifice, no more morning and evening sacrifice. The son of God who will intercede on the behalf of the high priest. Hallelujah. Zechariah sees that God is doing exceedingly, abundantly, above all that he could ask for. Hallelujah. In removing the noise of the external world and his inability to speak, God grants Zechariah silence and stillness. To face his pain and disappointment with God. So he had to come face to face and God had to, he had to sit and talk with God because somewhere deep inside, even though that he was found, him and his wife was righteous and they kept the commandments and the ordinance, somewhere deep inside there still was some type of, there was some doubt. And we know that because of his response. Hallelujah. God gives Zechariah nine months to process the past and the future in light of this culminating promise. Most importantly, it enables Zechariah to recalibrate his understanding of who God is. Hallelujah. In this season of silence, this season of that, this challenge, and I don't even look at it as a challenge anymore. I look at it that I've entered a season. Hallelujah. A season of silence that God is trying to talk to me, Lord God. 
that God is trying to tell me all about who I am, Lord God, that God is trying to take away what I thought he was and, and be able to give me a better understanding of who he is. Hallelujah. Some of us are about to miss out on what God is trying to teach us in this season of silence because we don't want to be silent. Silence is not just limited talking. It's the ability to be still. God is trying to recalibrate your understanding of what you think he is. God showed me that he wants, that we want him to be loud over our distractions. So we want to keep doing what we want to do, but we want him to be loud over the distractions and still talk to us. But how can he talk to us when we got that music seeping in our ears, but then we want him to tell us what, which direction to go into, direction to go to. Hallelujah. We want to continue to be in grind mode and we just want him to be live in our situations. We want him to show up over the TV, show up over the music, show up over the social media and the idols and everything else that is stopping us from being with him. God, no, you come. You just got to be louder. I still want to do this. You just got to be louder so I can hear you. We want him to be louder than our business. We want him to catch up with us. So, God, I got to be outside. So, you just got to come outside where I am at so I can hear you. Mm-mm. But we learn in 1 Kings 19, 11, that God instructed Elijah to stand on the mountain in his presence. Then the Lord sent a mighty wind which broke the rocks in pieces. Then he sent an earthquake and a fire, but his voice was in none of them. After all that, the Lord spoke to Elijah in a still, small voice. Or a gentle whisper. God is often found gently whispering in the quietness of a humble heart. And we wonder why we can't hear him. (laughs) Hallelujah. Then we ask God, where are you? You wasn't over here. Where, Where are you? He has been there. But he is not going to compete with the noise. He is not going to compete with the distraction. Hallelujah. He's not going to compete with what you are putting over him. He's not going to compete with the idols because he's there. He ain't going nowhere. Hallelujah. He's not going to compete with them. So if if that's what you want, have at it because he's still there. He's still going to be there, but he's not going to compete. He's not going to compete. Hallelujah. He was trying to tell us, but we won't slow down. He's trying to talk to us, but we won't slow down enough for us to hear him. It was not until Elijah got away from all the noise that he received the very instructions that he needed. So if you go back and read those scriptures, Elijah was running from Jezebel. She was killing all the prophets, and so he ran away. And in that moment when he he went and he hid, and in that gentle voice, God spoke to him and gave him the instructions. Hallelujah. God speaks in the silence. The silence allows us to receive the instructions, the direction, the clarity, and the understanding. So we won't be in grind mode, but we can operate in mission mode. A lot of us out here still grinding. We're grinding and we're tired and we're asking God, where are you? And God is saying, I'm there. I'm here but you grinding so hard that you cannot hear this gentle voice that I'm trying to speak, how I'm trying to speak with you. 
to you. He's there. Hallelujah. But we won't take a step back out of our busy days because I got to keep going. I got to keep pushing. But if we ain't doing it to glorify God, what is we're doing it all in vain? Hallelujah. Silence can be both liberating and terrifying. We don't embrace the season because we don't we don't know how to be alone. We don't know how to sit down. We have to constantly be on the move. And we don't want to battle our own thoughts. So we occupy our times with something else, which leads us to not being in God's will. See, the silence exposes. It exposes the insecurity. It exposes the pain. It exposes the hurt. It exposes the trauma. We don't want to deal with it because it hurts too bad. We don't want to wrestle. See, David, he wrestled until the Lord blessed him. So many, many of us can't get a breakthrough because we don't want to wrestle with God just a little while longer. Hallelujah. And I thank God again for this season. I thank God again for this season of silence because in our home, we haven't been watching, you know, we haven't been watching TV and um, limiting our time. Just I'm trying to limit my time on my phone and not trying to pick up something else in the, you know, by removing TV. So replacing it with something else. And so I, Janelle and I was talking this past week and I asked God, I mean, he asked me, he said, what have you been getting from the challenge? And as I was talking to him, I told him that the challenge has opened up the opportunity for me to read a little more because that's what was one thing that I felt like was missing. Like I wanted to, I wanted a, a I want a deeper understanding who God is. I want to read more. I want to have that intimate, that intimate time with God. I want God to just sit with me and just to be able to speak with me. But also in this challenge, hallelujah has exposed or revealed, if you want to say, our lack of communication. So we had the TV. So oftentimes, you know, we come home and then we turn on the TV. So the check-in process was very limited because we would turn the TV on and then we would say, how your day going, however, and then turn the TV on and then we would watch the TV. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And so because of the fact that the TV has now been off, we don't have no choice yeah. but to talk. Yeah. And then he said, you know what? Well, we should just be talking anyway, regardless of if the challenge, we doing the challenge tonight. And I said, that's very much, that's very much true. But you don't, but God revealed that. So moving forward, you know, that is something that we will work on in our marriage. But the silence exposed that very weakness in our marriage. Because if we don't communicate like we should, that's the enemy way of coming in and having his way. Hallelujah. So I thank God again, you know, for the challenge. And I want us to see, Lord God, the challenge is a gift. The silence, being with God is a gift because he withholds nothing good. So he's going to speak to you whether, and I know that it doesn't feel good. Hallelujah. I know that he may speak and say, that's not how you should have responded. That's not what you should have done. But that is just for the betterment of you. Hallelujah. I don't want us to take for granted what God is doing at 3PD. It's special over here, y'all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't want us to take for granted what God is trying to do. So I don't want us to think the fact that our pastor told us to complete this challenge. See, he is just the voice of God. God presented this challenge to us. 
See, in the very moment for Zachariah, for in the very moment that Zachariah, when he entered into his season of silence, God was preparing him. God was preparing him. He was about to be the son of John the Baptist. I'm sorry, he was about to be the father of John the Baptist. Preparation. God is whatever it is that God is trying to do in this season, and I don't want us to always think it's material things, but God is trying to prepare us for something. I don't take for granted that a man of God presented a challenge to us, and some of us are not taking it serious, and some of us think that, oh, it's not that serious. But then when you want to hear the instructions, and God said, I've been there. I was already there to give you the instructions. And then you keep you keep running, 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 and you tire. And God said, I'm tired. Um, you say, God, I'm tired. But God said, I was already, I was going to give you the plan of what you needed to do next, but you won't sit still long enough for it for you to hear it. Hallelujah. Zachariah's season of silence brought him to a point of reverence. The response was not the same at the end of the season. So if you go back and you read those scriptures at the very beginning, you see Zechariah's response to the angel versus Zechariah's response to the people. Zechariah's response to the people provided that he knew that God was in it the entire time. By his response of saying that he will, he will name his child John. Hallelujah. And I'm coming on in. Thank you, Lord. The response was not the same at the end of the season. He had a praise on his tongue that he did not have at the beginning. He had a heart of repentance. We can assume that during the time Zechariah experienced God on a different level. And that's what God is trying to do. He's trying. He wants us to experience him on a deeper level. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, because life is going to be life in y'all. Hallelujah. Some of us ain't strong to withstand what life going to throw us throw to us because we're not deeply rooted. Hallelujah, we're not deeply rooted. Hallelujah, Lord, I don't want to be unwavering. I want to take that anchor and I want to plant it and I want to stand still and firm in who God is. Hallelujah. A more intimate level. He wants to see us from his perspective. His eye. His way. His will. His heart. Hallelujah. He wanted Zachariah to see that although it seemed that he was silent for over 400 years, he was actually preparing the way. Hallelujah. So I thank God. Hallelujah for this season. Hallelujah of silence. So from silence to praise, because at the end of this season, when you're ready to come out of the season, I want us to be able to give praise to God for who he is, not just what he does, not just because he he provides us with the material things, but we know his character. Hallelujah. It brought me back to the Israelites of the entire time God was just trying to get them to the promised land. Hallelujah. He already had it mapped out. He already knew what he was doing. He was trying to get them to the promised land, but because of the complaining, because of the distractions, hallelujah, they missed, some of them missed out on their opportunity to experience God on a deeper level, on an intimate level. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. So I want us to be able to, and if you haven't started a challenge and whatever God leads you to, I just want us to, you know, revisit that thing. Hallelujah. I want us to just revisit it. Hallelujah. Because I want us to get whatever God has given. Now, I don't want to be passed over. Hallelujah. I don't want to be passed over because I, I feel that God is preparing us for the next season. Hallelujah. And I want everyone to be staying firm. And whatever he's about to take us to. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Amen.